0: Something new, something new. Jesus, will you make us all brand new? Hey, thanks for joining us for prayer here at the GOTM website. This is our week of prayer, and I'm honored to have Wes Jones, who heads up disaster relief in Tennessee. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
0: You bet. How's the radar looking?
1: Uh, there's some rain around in West Tennessee right now coming this way, but we can use, they, West Tennessee can definitely use the rain, and we can use some more, too. Right. Well, tell me a little bit about your
0: journey. Uh, how did you get started in disaster relief, and uh, just a couple of minutes on your personal journey as
1: disaster relief? It started, actually, when I worked with the International Mission Board in Central America. First one was there was a fire in Belize, where we lived, in Belize City um, that took out a lot of houses, so we did some relief work there. And then later on, when we transferred to Guatemala. One of the first things we responded to was hurricane. I can't remember the name, Mitch, I believe, that hit us. And then in an area where we worked on the other side of the country, in the western part of the country, we had a big rainstorm. It wasn't a hurricane, but it did a lot of landslides. And we did relief there and then along the Guatemala border. So we did some there. It wasn't tied to, quote, unquote, disaster relief, but it was on the, the international mission side of things at that point in time through the hunger funds. And then when I transferred back here to the States to take a job as a director of missions in Iowa. The, the men there in the association decided we'd like to start up a disaster relief unit. And so we did, and we started a chainsaw unit and they were very involved, probably did 30 odd responses while we were there. And then I knew during the years I had gone to different meetings and stuff and met David Akers here from Tennessee. I uh, respected very much what they did when I was in Haiti doing some work. They were there and came along. I prepared the way for them to come into Haiti after the big earthquake there. And then when David said he was retiring, I thought, well, maybe I'll put my name in see if they're interested in me as a disaster relief specialist. I waited a year, didn't hear anything, Mm -hmm. and finally called back and said, are you still interested? I had forgotten about it, actually. (laughs) And so went from there, and a few months later, I was here in Tennessee working with the Tennessee volunteers. That's awesome.
0: So give me a thumbnail sketch of how this past year has been with disaster relief. What are some of the challenges that you've faced and maybe a story of how disaster relief changed a life
1: okay well there's uh quite a bit happened because within the last year waverly happened and that's the biggest thing most tennesseans ha- have had on their radar there's a lot of other stuff that went on in tennessee but that was the biggie with 27 inches of rain in less than 24 hours and then with the trestle on the on the train tra- tra- train tracks blowing out then that caused the town to flood very quickly on that saturday um our folks work there, man, countless hours, up into the tens of thousands of hours, if not even a hundred thousand hours where they volunteered their time, uh, working with the people there. Everything from the initial mud out uh, at the initial response to um, rebuilding, remodeling houses afterwards uh, to put people back in their homes afterwards. So that call went on for about, about seven months, seven to eight months. We, we were there active in the town and stuff like that, working and, and putting back people in their homes. Uh, most recently, we've been up in Ohio these last two weeks before you and I sit down for this conversation in Goshen, Ohio, where they had three tornadoes come through. Weren't big tornadoes, but when you have three in the same area, it causes a lot of mess. And so uh, Kay and John Thomas, some of our key volunteers for Internet uh, for incident command, went up there to operate that. And so they've been working up there the last two weeks. And by the end of this, this week that we're in right now, they'll have completed about 100 jobs and wrapped up there. But God showed up in many ways in Goshen. Uh, One of the assessors was out doing assessment on the jobs and he happened to stop in to get a cup of coffee at a cafe or something like that. And while he was there, he talked to the waitress there, the person there and had the opportunity to lead her to Christ. And so that's what we're about. It's not about the trees, it's not about the mud out, it's not about the food we fix. But as we serve and as we do those things, we're looking for opportunities to share the gospel. Uh, Another family got helped out by one of our teams. Our West Tennessee team was there, did a lot of work for them. At least according to them, saved them about $60,000 in the cleanup work that we did. And they came to church that night. We invite some of the families to eat with us that night where we're staying at. And so that family came um, and they were saying, we'll join the church. We're looking for a church. We'll join the church. And actually another family we'd been working with, was also there that night and they had been working trying to get that family to come to church so god just put it all together and we're there to see people come to know christ but we're also there to support the local church and it's pretty cool if they, through a disaster situation we can see people come to faith in christ but also uh, support the local church that's there in the community
0: speaking of support how does the golden offering
1: support the ministry of disaster relief the golden offering for tennessee missions is our main source of day-to-day operations what it does it helps us um, just be there when the time is right it doesn't pay our response or anything like that but it helps us operate day to day so that we're ready it helps us with training funds it helps us with um, just operating the missions mobilization center there in Mount juliet uh, keeping our equipment ready to go and things like that it's extremely important we could not do it without it
0: i know you're not a prognosticator but hurricane season's coming up and what I do you, pray what do you we think? don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> <That> <laughs> I'm would, all right when disaster awesome. does not happen.
1: That's right. <laughs> but yeah, we're ready in case they come. Uh, our folks are ready. Our feeding units are ready. Our chainsaw units, our flood recovery units, our shower, our laundry. But most of also our chaplains are ready to go. Amen. So we put chaplains on the field to be able to our our folks do it our volunteers every volunteer should be willing to share their faith and talk when god opens those doors but we want the chaplains there also to be specifically looking for those times and also ministering not just to the people we serve but also team members and uh, things like that other people we come in contact with
0: so if someone in a church wants to be involved or a pastor wants to see disaster relief be a, a, another arm of ministry in the church what what are the first steps
1: well, first steps probably is to contact us at the disaster relief office. And you can do that um, by calling us at 615-371-7926. And uh, just we'll talk to you. Well, if we need to, I'll come out and share with you what it's all about, how to be involved. And then uh, what we do is get your folks involved in uh, training. We desire that our volunteers be trained so that we do the best job that we can in the most efficient and safe way we can. And so we'll come out and work with you either to show share you with you where trainings are happening so you can be involved or if necessary, we can do some local trainings, into, uh, trainings also if you have enough folks that are interested in participating.
0: One of the most inspiring ministries in Tennessee Baptist history has been disaster relief and you're certainly an inspiration to us. Could you... Uh, Join us as we pray for disaster relief in Tennessee and around the nation as they go. And I'm going to ask Wes if you'll lead us in this prayer.
1: Will do. Father, we know that disasters come. It's a result of sin, just like so many things in this world. God, nobody likes disaster, but God, I do pray that as disasters will continue to come, that Uh, Number one, you'll use them for your honor and your glory. You'll take a bad situation and turn it into something that brings you honor and praise. And so Father, I pray right now for our volunteers as they train, as they prepare, as they're willing to sacrifice their time, their talents and their energy and even their own funding to go and to serve people. Number one, that you would prepare them spiritually because sometimes in a disaster situation, it's a spiritual battle. Folks are mad at God sometimes because of what's happened to them. So give them wisdom as they serve these people uh, that have been affected, that you would open up doors of opportunity to, for them to share about your love and a personal relationship with you. And, God, I pray most of all that as they minister to these people that have been affected, that you would open doors, that you would already send the Holy Spirit in front of us to prepare them so that their hearts would be open, so that they'd be willing to, to listen, And then that they would listen to the Holy Spirit, drawing them to yourself, and that they would respond by trusting you as Savior, and then following through with baptism and being involved in a local church. So God, I just pray for our volunteers, and I pray for those that will serve, that through them all, you would bring honor and glory to your name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Wes. You might not
0: be able to go on a disaster relief trip because of physical issues or because of your schedule, but you can always be a part of it by giving through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions.